A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. Thank you so much for listening to the Holderness Family Podcast. Today's podcast, I hope, will make you smile. I really hope that all of them do. We have tackled some tough issues, and I'm glad that we have. But really, at the heart of it, we are goofy, silly people who do goofy, silly things. And we can't do those goofy, silly things without our goofy, silly Midwest neighbor. So today's all about neighbors and we have some really funny stories that you guys sent in about your neighbors but we are going to interview the most famous neighbor there is she is the most famous i mean can you think of a more famous neighbor i mean there was the guy from home improvement but no one ever saw his face so okay the most famous neighbor that you know her face she is the midwest neighbor okay we went on instagram and asked you a bunch of funny neighbor stories and we're gonna have those for you in a bit but first We don't think we've ever named her in a skit, have we? We haven't, but people have figured it out. Yes. Her name is Anne-Marie Tapke. Anne-Marie. Don't call her Anne. By the way, she's going to get mad if you call her Anne. Anne-Marie makes frequent appearances in our sketches, but there's a lot you don't know about her. We've tried our best to be transparent that none of this that you see or hear happens with just us. We have Sam, who helps with editing and writing and graphics, and she's even appeared in some videos. We have Desmond, who helps coordinate stuff around the house, like getting crops together or even picking up our kids from school. And we have an Anne-Marie. And she is way more than just funny cameos on our videos. So, welcome to the pod. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Kim. This, what a special moment. Hey. Hi. Wait a minute. No, I'm glad you did that because my that was going to be my first question. Yes. Like, are we going to have the Midwest neighbor? Or are we going to have, I think we're going to have both kind of, uh, kind of like yeah. inside the actor studio when Hank Azaria kept going into all of the different Simpsons characters. Yeah. I just wa- like that. I want you to feel free to float effortlessly between the character and the person. Yes. So there are two different people always ask, is that, is that real? Yeah. And no unfortunately no and i don't want anyone to get bummed out i am from the midwest yes 
And the voice is not supposed to be offensive at all. It is very loving uh, to me because it's a culmination of all of the hilarious Midwest people that I have encountered in my life. And that you were raised by. Right? Totally. Yeah. You can't hear it until you move away. Yes. Yeah. Anyone that's a transplant knows what I'm talking about. I mean, you can turn it on so seamlessly, although you do sometimes have this sort of exercise, this voice exercise that you do to get in character. Oh, my God. And, and um, I will we'll bleep it out, but I'd love you to show people how you uh, how you get how ready for the. How do you prepare to Okay, guys, if there's kids in the car. Just to go ahead and uh, pop in your earbud real quick, okay? No, we'll, we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. For um, you. Yeah, my sister Michelle, I call her, but some like, I, I, I don't know if I've called her the last couple of videos, but I used to call her religiously before everything I did, and we would literally we wouldn't even say anything to each other except for, biak piak, biak piak, salad, asshole, asshole, biak piak, biak piak, and then she'd be like, "Have a good video," and then you'd be ready to go. And yes. I, I didn't know any of that context, so we'd be getting ready to shoot, and I just all of a sudden hear her like walking around the corner, going "asshole, backpack, asshole, backpack," with no context whatsoever. You gotta get the A in there, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I need to ask. Uh, there are some frequently asked questions every time you pop up in one of our videos. So I have some questions to hit. So before we get you know to the good stuff, are you our actual neighbor? I wish I was. I know. We would have so much fun. I know. There was a time when you were house hunting and I was sending you links around here, but you don't want to. I know. And then I jokingly said that I, I put an offer on the house behind you and you did get really excited for a minute. I was like, Kim, I'm joking. And she's like, but but why? (laughs) I think it's so easy. You guys would be, here's the thing. You wouldn't cook at all if we were your neighbors because (sighs) my husband, Steve, he would bring over everything he makes on the grill to you guys. The Traeger that we had, we had a Traeger and we're like, <laughs> Penn, you don't freaking ever use this. We use it once. You guys said this about yourselves. Yes. No, and, us. And then, yeah, we like, we need to put it to good use. It's this great grill. So and, and then I'm we were just humble Midwesterners. Yes. Oh, oh like, that's just too much, you guys. So we've hit the question. You are actually from the Midwest. I am. I'm from Michigan. I'm from Novi, Michigan. I moved around a lot as a kid. I have lived in Southern Illinois. I lived in West Texas. Mm. But the Midwest, even though I lived in North Carolina for almost 16 years, which is crazy, I think 16 math is hard. Yeah. But uh, the Midwest is always home base to me. It's always like my that's my safe space. Okay. What is your actual job with the Holderness? What would you say? What would you say you you do do here? here. (laughs) Great movie reference. I, I, I do a number of things. When I explain it to people, I tell them I'm a producer writer slash business manager ish yeah. i don't know i think i that encompasses yeah. everything so i help there's more you do more you feel like there's more you're a tiebreaker oh oh you are a marriage Jeez. counselor you are um i'm just saying like these are other like other things that you've done this is such a small intimate partnership intimate. that we have you're a partner like that's another thing that you are but sorry i'm just gonna throw that out there no that's it's really nice of you to say because there are it's hard to it's hard to explain to people but i explain to them that i help make your videos so usually what happens is we write it and then i'll do something called a shot sheet so i plan out what all the shots look like so if you don't like the way they look it's Anne-Marie's fault oh my gosh you guys <laughs> give her so a break sorry but yeah here's I what that. i'm imagining here <laughs> <laughs> okay pen so okay. we're gonna do a lot of slow-mo <laughs> Ben hates when I get too big in the slow-mo. He's like, okay, Ray, I get it. Okay, I get, I get it. it. I get it. I get it. But then, yeah, I help write. Mm-hmm. And I I think that we've written some really fun stuff. In the pandemic, it was like a playground of writing. It was really yeah. fun and hard, but fun. And then, yeah, just managing the business stuff. Well, I'm glad you said that because your job is, there's an accordion 
bit to it as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's some weeks you're doing a lot more of one thing and some when you're doing less of it. I think during pandemic times, it was just straight up writing, right? That was a huge part of it. We were remote. Yeah, we were an assembly line. But there are times that you're doing, I mean, you can be off and I'm like, come back and I'm like, oh, Amory just did that. And so there's quite a few hats that you have to wear. Yeah, but it's all fun. It's all fun. I pinch myself. I went to school for like marketing and advertising and I did do that for like over a decade. But I also did like improv comedy and theater. And this is such a good marriage of all those things. Yeah. Tell us about your background, your training. Always uh, loved theater, did a lot of theater through high school, did theater in college, which was really cool. I wanted to major in theater, musical theater. And my parents were like, hey, hey, (laughs) we support you. But this is something you can always do throughout your life. And you should have something that you can actually make money at for sure. Not that you can't, but for sure. So that was good advice. I got that same speech. But don't you. So that's funny. Both of you got that same speech. Mm -hmm. Penn same. I mean, he, he was a musician, wanted to do something in music and his parents give that speech. I just wanted jazz hands. Lots of jazz yeah. hands. So many jazz but hands. But both of you found your way to this line of work. So that's why, gosh, parents, like what are we telling our kids? Cause they're gonna find it anyway. You know, an artist is gonna find their way. So that's why I'm saying to my kids, like if you wanna be an artist now, just go be an artist. I don't know. Anyway, you found your way to it and you can make money and we're glad we have mm-hmm. you. We're glad we have you. Yeah, I mean, Penn and I always talk about like, I I grew up always loving comedy, by the way, obsessed with it. Um, I mean, my parents were letting me watch SNL with them when I was in middle school. Not that they were bad parents or anything, but I'd be up late and they'd be like, this is on. So, um, and then Weird Al, we've talked about Weird Al a bunch, always loved Weird Al. I I wrote actually, I've wanted to bring it for you so many times. I performed my, in my senior year of my high school, I rewrote American Pie to Ladywood High, that's where I went. Aww. And uh, it was really fun. I performed in front of the whole school. It was a whole parody I did. So by the way, Anne-Marie has a wonderful singing voice. Yeah. So we, we've talked about like, and she's done, we've done a few, we did a musical Midwest versus the South. We'll probably yeah. do another one of those too. That was a rap, which she's also proficient yeah. in, but she can sing. She can, I mean, she was, uh, I mean, if you want to go way back to her history, which I don't know if people are interested in this, but before we did, we're called the Holderness family and we just were, you know, making production videos largely for other people. We hired Anne Marie to be the principal in a video that we did for a hospital about having a baby in a women's center. Yeah. And so like that was, I, was that our, was that our first paid gig with you or we, cause we've, no, we've I was used actually, you in a lot of other, you were still work. You were working for Greenroom at that time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. I was working for your company, right. but then, uh, we, we jokingly said I should audition to the client in front of the client. And then they were like, well, actually, will you audition then? And mm-hmm. I said, oh, sure. So did a little video, did a little video, did a little video. Okay. So let's, so here's what had happened. This, the timeline, cause I went into, I want to get into the first time you got on, you, you appeared in one of the videos. We joke your name is Math Marie because you solve problems through like math and marketing and numbers. So if there's like a, num- you know, she worked for a traditional marketing agency and we worked together in that. Mm-hmm. And you were always this unicorn of you had the great ideas, but then you could also look at the analytics of something and, you know, you can get into the weeds of numbers. And it was just like very unicorn of a person. And then you had your third baby maybe um you had your third yeah. baby and you decided to take a break from that like full-time craziness and after you had a little break we were like oh hey Marie, i hear you were hanging out do you want to come hang out with us now i love hanging out do you want to just hang out with us now 
And so you came and did all that magic stuff with us. And a pen said she's the tiebreaker. Literally, we were in marriage counseling. And then you came to work with us and our marriage got better because we weren't, you were you seriously, guys. you guys were the, you got, you are the tiebreaker. And if, if, if Anne-Marie says it's this way, we're like, okay, well, let's go with what Anne-Marie says. And then that way, if it's wrong, we could just blame you instead of each other. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, so that you'd been working with us behind the scenes for a couple of years, maybe. Yeah. And for then sure. it turned it got frigid, frigid cold here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was actually February of 2021. 2021. And I think I had this conversation with Amory. It was like, oh gosh, it's going to be so cold. And you're like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, it's actually really cold. And you're like, no, it's not. This isn't cold. I'm like, okay, this is a sketch. And the sketch wrote itself. Right. It didn't mm-hmm. take long to write. You and I, I, I remember exactly where I was. And you told me, you're like, I think we should do this video. I think it should be you and me. And I'd never been an, on camera before with you guys yes. on your channel, like in this capacity, yeah. having like speaking roles yeah. or whatever. And so, yeah, I remember you and I were in the Google Doc writing it together that morning. And I came over yeah, that day. at like lunch and we did it. Yeah. So it was, I called you in the morning, we wrote it and then we shot it. I think, should we play like the first minute of that video? Sure. Okay. I've got it right here. Backyard and have a little cactus. <laughs> um, are you kidding? It's 33 degrees and raining. I know. It's like spring break, eh? No, it's freezing right now. No, it's not. Look at the Weather <laughs> Channel headline: Historic winter invasion. Invasion? Oh, honey, it's downright balmy to me. I'm getting hot just talking to you. I get it. You grew up in the Midwest, but I, I'm from the South. Just a few degrees warmer, and this is like bathing suit weather. Well, here they cancel schools for this. One time, I had to dig myself out of the front door just to catch the bus. What? I had to run after it on black ice and my Converse tennis shoes. This is historic. It snowed in Texas. Yeah, honey, that's not real snow. Yeah, it is. No, no, it's not. (laughs) It was like three to five inches. Oh, gosh, that's a dusting at best. Look, you have Uh, (laughs) So what you don't see by listening is she is in a tank top and jean shorts, and I am in a full parka because it was cold. Uh, (laughs) Even now. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. People Um, said this morning was cold. It was 50. I was like, oh, this is refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a sweatshirt. I'm like, definitely in shorts. And we will be right back. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. And so what, when I called and said, can you come over and be in this video? What was your reaction? What was going through your brain hole? So I actually, I had to call because of how my childcare was set up at that time. I did have to call my sister-in-law to come over and watch my kids. Yeah. <laughs> at least the ones that were not in school. So I remember like, hey, and she was like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. It's, it, I, I was like, it might be terrible, but like, cause you never know yeah. how those things are going to go. And we did shoot it very quickly because Kim was, Kim was, was cold. I was cold. You were <laughs> like, cold. One take, there, one take. We, there were, we had some other challenges. It's so funny. Like we shoot like two videos a day. Uh, or three videos a day, especially during yeah. this time of year. And so, like, I think we were outside for 20 minutes for this entire thing. And it was the first time we'd seen your actual character, like, in in person and not just you kind of joking around about what Midwesterners say. And I remember, like, giggling out loud a lot during some of your line deliveries. <laughs> I never giggled harder. I don't know why it was. It just, it, you saying, no, it's not. No, it's not. Just over and over again. And it was such a simple thing. And, you know, we're we're still learning about acting and about comedy. But I, sometimes, like, the smallest things are the, are the funniest things. And I just remember every time you said that, I had to, like, kind of swallow a laugh because it perfectly embodied, at least my experience being from the South, how people very sweetly respond to me when I say it's cold. And I'm sure you're the same way, right, Kim? Yeah. And I, by the way, that video did extremely well. Yeah. The, this, the minute we posted it, it was shared. I think it has almost 2 million views on YouTube, which for YouTube yep. um, on our channel is pretty great. And it has millions and millions of views on Facebook and Instagram. So I think it's, it became very obvious that that sort of sweet Midwest character should have a place in what we do. So there have been more frequent. Oh yeah. It's its own vertical now. Yeah. It's its own sort of, it's taken on a life of its own. You have your own Instagram. I do. Instagram where people can follow your Midwest antics. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes and you can follow along. You guys are really nice to say that. It was, it was definitely a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I think people really resonate with the regional stuff and especially the stuff like I don't know about where anyone's from that's listening, but in Raleigh, if you meet someone from Raleigh, like, I mean, Penn, you're from Durham, but that's like pretty rare. A lot of people are from other places. So I mm-hmm. think it just resonated with a lot of people. Because you are, you know, you are such a, a smarty pants about all of this stuff. And we even have a lot of sort of other creator friends that call you to to pick your brain about all this. 
what what would you say? I mean, what is the sort of con- like your favorite sort of content to make on or off camera? Like, what's the stuff, and mm. why do you think some videos do well and some don't? It's really hard to predict that. I know we're getting in the weeds, yeah. so hopefully this is interesting for people to hear. But it's really hard to predict what's going to do well and what what is not going to do well. Um, it's hard to not fall into the trap of like, oh, that did well. Let's just do like the part two, the part right. three, the part four. But then sometimes that stuff works. The stuff that um, is always exciting for me to make is I do have a notes app where I keep all of my ideas, just uh-huh. any ideas, like bits, scripts, songs, whatever, um, stuff for my channel, stuff for your guys' channel. And the stuff that I like making the most is stuff that's been in that notes app for like you know, it's like, eh, and then you keep coming back to it. Yeah. Also, I do like the stuff that we make as a group when it moves really quickly. So yeah. like the video we just talked about, it's a good example. Kim and I wrote it that morning. We shot it that afternoon. Can we give props to Penn? Because he edited it and we had it out by 4 p.m. that day. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Do we? So, that was the same day edit? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're like, should we start posting at four o'clock now? And we're like, okay, maybe it was just a really good video. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted to hit it when like the snow was coming, like the right. snow That's was right. moving into the south. That's right. I remember I FaceTimed my parents and I had them watch it I, like while I, I was on mute and it was really fun for them to, to get their reaction. Can I ask you, what is the most annoying thing about working for Kim and Penn Holderness? <sighs> it's funny you guys call me the tiebreaker because on the flip side, if both of you really want to do something and I don't want to do it, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, well, that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah. So the most annoying thing. <laughs> that's is not the being most annoying thing. Ganged up. <laughs> no, no, no. There's. It is interesting though, because we are a triangle, and I think every single one of us has that feeling at some point. So I want you to know that you're not alone there. Like, mm-hmm. if, if if there's a song you got, because she's she's you know writes a lot of music lyrics stuff with pen. If there's a song you guys are both gung ho on, and I'm like, you guys, I don't. I'm just not. It's not like I. Yeah, I'm like, I'm stepping out of this one. So yes, I think- It is a good system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you the most annoying thing. Oh, good. And it's not even like, if you guys get in like a marriage tiff, it's like, I just, you know, I'm just quiet. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's usually when we're driving. So I'm just like- (laughs) I'll driving take my email with in the back seat real quick. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have I have FOMO because I don't like to miss a good time. Okay. <laughs> so if you guys get super excited about something and you guys are like, oh, we're just gonna do it here. We're gonna do it right now. We're gonna shoot in five minutes. It's like I don't live five minutes from you because I'm not your real neighbor. Oh. So that's I think I think I my FOMO were is you probably upset? the most annoying. We just did that. Were you next upset about the Michael video. McDonald next I wasn't video? upset because it was really funny. Okay. And, and honestly, you were a little sick, so we were like. Yeah, yeah, just a little crud going around. Yeah, but um, no, I think that's like it's not yeah. annoying, but it's just like ah. Uh. That's a nice answer. You you dodged a bullet there. That was, was kind of like in a college nice Midwest. That's answer, like in a college audition, and they ask what or sorry, a college uh, interview where they're like, "What's your biggest weakness?" And it's like, "I care too much. <laughs> I try too hard. Yeah. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> that's my weakness. That's my weakness is that I make everything um. right." <laughs> Well, so I, I want to keep learning. I'm actually learning some stuff about Anne Marie right yes. now because we haven't really sat down and talked. It seems like every time we're talked, we're it's the the sausage factory, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, we're we're making the sausage. But I do want to also. I think we've got a good segue when talking about Michael McDonald about neighbors and yes. next door yes. and a lot of these other things. So if you're listening to this, I think today or I'm trying to go into the today the today machine. Uh, we published a video on YouTube and Instagram and the TikTok and the Facebook about Michael McDonald narrating next door <laughs> messages or like 
give the people a little preview. Should, should we give a little? I think it's, it's one of those things you need to see it, but I think we should definitely play a little clip. Oh, you want to play the clip? Yep. Um, clip? So if you don't understand the words, that's on you for not listening to enough Michael McDonald. <laughs> because Michael McDonald doesn't make much sense or he does make sense he just kind of he sw- he sings like he's got marbles in his mouth but uh yeah this is just so like- the idea i've been wanting to do some sort of the the next door app in our neighborhood <laughs> is very um it's it's people it's very popular so people are on it and the things they complain about mm-hmm. bring me so much joy right because they're complaining about things that are, are just the stupidest thing well in our neighborhood there yeah. was um there were two goats doing it in public and yes. that was a next door post that was one of the best about t- about teaching your goats better manners have better manners because yeah. the goats were having business in public and exactly like, where else are goats gonna do <laughs> <laughs> also how do you teach some manners and also, like, hey, okay okay um, oh mr when a, oh, when mr. a goat <laughs> loves another goat very much they find a private place to show their love for each That's other when you just make up stories you're like oh gosh they're playing leapfrog okay just wrestling Oh He's my giving God. him a did hug. You, did you ever like walk? Mommy and daddy are wrestling. I know we have, we do have people who listen with their kids in the car. So yeah, they're wrestling. Oh, pop that earbud in <laughs> real quick once. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to ask you to tell the story, Penn, about your parents, but that's good. He's <laughs> horrified right now. Yeah. The look in his eyes. There was a good lot talk. of love. No, oh. when I was like 32 years old, I walked in and my parents doing it. Oh my God. I mean, did you slow clap them? Because that's kind of impressive. No, <laughs> I went. I went back to because I was Kim was there too. <laughs> I wasn't I, there. We should honestly. just tell the story. No, but <laughs> this went from Midwest neighbor to walking in on your so parents. They, my parents were good enough to put us up when we were uh, closing on a house here in Raleigh. We moved from New York. We had like no furniture because in New York you have room for like a chair. You're sitting in the only chair that we had in our entire apartment. It's a nice chair, you guys. It's yeah. nice. And uh, and so like, it was like the last night. I'd avoided this for an entire month. And <laughs> my parents have one thermostat and it's in their flipping bedroom. That's what happens with old houses. And so, but it's like, there's like a little walkway into their bedroom. They had it read done and it's so i'm just i'll just kind of open the door to switch the thermostat out because my parents like the temperature to be nine thousand degrees and i can't sleep in that so i'm going to slip the thermostat and i just hear these noises okay. i'm not going to do the noises except like they were they didn't sound <laughs> you sound like you're about to do them. he's like i'm not going to do them but they sounded like and so i i'm like frozen and i hear like i turn i turn the thermostat down and i just try to slink away and i'm like oh god and i hear i hear is somebody in here and so they knew i was there i was there i heard it i can't unhear it and then so kim and i are sleeping in the room next Adjacent, door yeah and Kim claims, I don't remember this part that I just, I, I he got on top I didn't, of the covers. I didn't fully change clothed. out of my clothes. I just like, like a, <laughs> fully like clothed. A he just got on top of the covers. He's like, I just walked in on something that I was not supposed <laughs> to know about. And he just, just, he woke up at 7am the next day still with this little business suit on. And you, of course, because it wasn't your parents that you walked in on doing it, thought it was amazing and were slow clapping them. And I think I've adopted that feeling as well, but also I can't unhear 
Okay, there's a lot of love. Okay. So much love. Okay, so we're talking about neighbors. Um, We went to... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're going to play the thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) We don't have to. No, let's play it. 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 Here's Michael McDonald narrating next door. This is what Michael McDonald sounds like reading next door complaints. I need a used shoulder for my baby duck. I have three unopened bottles here of a thousand island dress and both of them expire. I just watched a man staring at pictures of Gary Busey. You have to read the messages. Um, but yeah, some really, really good messages about neighbors left on the next door app. So that being said, we asked you guys on Instagram to send us your funniest, weirdest neighbor stories. And I would say the first message we got back, someone said, my neighbor likes to work out his punching bag to the Christian version of Eye of the Tiger. He does this in the backyard with the music turned way up. So that being said, what do you guys believe the Christian version of Eye of the Tiger? I'm already dying. It sounds like. What, okay, you have the. Let's hear it, Emery. What is the. It's cr- the Eye of the Father. See? I have the Father. I'm going to say Eye of the Jesus. Like, Eye of the Jesus is. Okay, so let's. We're just. As I've seen it, I, so you I can't, have seen I can't it? guess. Oh, here. Eye of the Father. Am, Emery's okay. going with Eye of the Father. I was saying Eye of the I mean, Jesus. You went Eye of the lyrics, Jesus. By the way. Eye of the Father. Okay. Ready to. Fight. Um, you're he good. Is, cat. He is the light. Oh, oh good. Ri- well, I mean, ri- so rising up from the tomb on Easter. <laughs> We're gonna write it right now. Let's write it. Let's write Any it. Any Christian music <laughs> producers listening? Okay, you guys. I got it down. Listen, I mean, I'm going. To, she's a good right. Catholic girl, so let's hear it. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna play this thing, and then I want to. I want to, I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. Afterwards. A lot okay. of thoughts. Okay. Uh, I can't wait. You need to watch it too. Okay. Okay. Hopeful. Hopeful. Wait for the rap. There's a rap. I mean, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Go, go, okay. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh, they still do Eye of the Tiger. Oh, they could have redone this chorus. I feel like they really missed an opportunity. Eye of... A Heart of the Lion. Okay. (laughs) We've already... (laughs) I'm sorry. Stop. We're done. (laughs) I mean... As, as, as a as a good Catholic girl, I feel like you could have helped them with those. Words. I really could. Yeah. Anyway. Right, I've got thoughts. You've got thoughts. What are they? First of all, contemporary Christian music. I am a fan. Oh, totally. I think, um, I, so I, I grew up with a dad as a pastor. I think hymns are... Um, I are, love a good hymn. I know you do, but they get a little... Get a little sleepy. Get a little sleepy, and yeah. and uh, like you can do some hymns. I applaud churches who are changing to more contemporary music, mm-hmm. and so like seeing this, I think I used to cringe at it, but now I want to like applaud people who have the courage to do it. Also, bravery, like for these guys, they posted this on TikTok, and I think they knew that they, they might get some backlash about yeah. it being cringy, and they don't care. This guy's dancing and rapping, and he's talking about Jesus in his way. Good for him. If you're working out 
<laughs> and you have access to the actual. Do you like the compliment sandwich that he's making if, right now? He's really crafting a good one. Because well, we do really he cringy. He gave a lot things. of great compliments. I just wanted, now he's going into the yeah. meat. I want to ask the guy, if you're working out and you have access to the original Eye of the Tiger on... Maybe that's too violent for him. Spotify. It's the same song. <laughs> with, except the guy raps in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, if, and you're like, should I listen? Because I'm boxing. Should I listen to the Survivor version? He's fighting the devil. Which okay. is yeah. which is the theme song of Rocky Three, a, a movie about boxing. Or should I listen to the Christian version? And you choose the Christian version. Slow that, clap for you. Yeah. S- slow clap for you. But I, <laughs> full volume in the backyard. Full volume in the backyard. So I, lo- I really did love that. Can I also say, here's where I feel like I'm an old crotchety woman. And where do you stand on this, Anne-Marie? Music at the beach. I go mm. to hear some waves. I like I like a quiet beach experience. We go out of our way. We drive extra far to get to a beach that is very scarcely populated. And we went last weekend and there was a group of people who had um, a boom box. No, they had there. <laughs> that little soundbar. That little soundbar. Yeah. And their music was fine. I was so annoyed because... I'm like, that is not, I didn't come here to listen to, the music was fine. It was like country music. I'm not the big, I'm not opposed to country music. I just don't know a lot of country music. I'm like, how confident do you have to be to play your music in a public space full blast? Like, I'm just not that confident. I got, I got some follow-ups here. Okay. So there's a couple factors that go in. How okay. First of all, how good is your playlist? Are you reading the beach? Right. Are you reading the beach? We're, yeah. Are we, are, is, this a, is this a dance party? Mm. Is this a yacht rock situation? Right. I mean, how good are you yeah. at your uh, amateur DJ skills? Number right. one. Number two, I'm cool with it. If it's like you're like, you've got the little Bluetooth. You're like, no. you're just enjoying it. You can hear it as you walk by. I was actually just on a girl's trip to the beach and the, couple times we were like we should have brought a bluetooth because actually it was pretty scarce where we were yeah but we did walk down to like the party side of the beach and yeah. there was lots of lots of music blaring and all different genres and i expect that and i uh, you know to really crowd i grew up in florida very crowded public beach i mean it was super noisy but we go so far out of the way yeah to find something and so that's just me being an old quantity yeah. lady I, i'm i'm very anti music on the beach if it if it permeates past like your 10 foot buffer zone okay. that you're mm-hmm. sitting in. Like, I think if it's a really crowded beach, first of all, if you can find a less crowded beach, do it. It's just, it's better. But there's sometimes you just can't find anything but a crowded beach. If that's the case. Like I think most people are with you, Kim, that they like to hear the sounds of the ocean. Okay. Okay. You know where you and Steve would like totally agree oh on that? God. He cannot stand it if we go camping and he can hear someone's music. Oh, camp. that's interesting too. I didn't think about camping. <laughs> he I- will like have a fit. Well, just he, just a quiet wait, fit. You so can see it in his eyes. I so my beach camping and a hike. I, I mean, I just went on. A, I mean, I'm not going to call it a hike, but there's some trails around here, and I like I go out there to not hear anything. And somebody was blaring a podcast, and they <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Come on, guys, Tim Ferriss can wait." You can, <laughs> can you imagine you're behind that guy the and, whole time. You're and, like, and, well. <laughs> And they're it's listening to this podcast. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we were talking about neighbors. This is this is how our meetings go, by the way. Yeah. They'll go an hour and a half and we'll not talk about anything. Uh, okay. We got some voicemails. Uh, we guys, we have a, we have a landline. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm so always yeah, one of those see-through phones. I'm it lights so up. proud of this because we ask people to call our our phone our to landline. leave messages, <laughs> and it is the pinnacle of technology. I know everyone thinks that it's Chat GPT, but we like we're like guys. We're introducing a new thing here where it's you can where you can call us on a telephone and leave a message. I know, isn't that amazing? But it is nice to hear people's voices. Well, look, so we've got neighbor stories. Um, We've got we've got uh, quite a few. Uh, Chrissy from Seattle, and I want to play her first because this one's about just how great neighbors can be. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Right? My name is Chrissy from Seattle, and I want to tell you about the best neighbors in the whole wide world. Um, our neighbors are Hawaiian, which is important because it is a um, culture of gifting and um, love and just kind of generosity. So we always joke that we're in a gifting war with them because they'll give us something and then we'll give them back something back to say thank you. And then they will give us something back to say thank you for the thank you. And it will never end and we will never win because they are way nicer than us. But my favorite story is we were getting ready to move overseas temporarily and my husband was already there and there was a freak snowstorm. And I was stuck in the house with two toddlers and a tree fell down at the end of my driveway. And within an hour of waking, my neighbor and his brother-in-law had come over and chainsawed the tree up. So because they didn't feel like it was safe for me not to be able to get out of my house. And it was almost like the event had never happened. So they are just the best neighbors in the whole wide world. And I wanted everyone to know. Uh, I have goosebumps. That makes me like people more. <laughs> That's really, really sweet. Oh, Chrissy, thank you. On average, you have two next door neighbors, mm -hmm. like one across the street neighbor and a couple of catty corner neighbors, right? Mm -hmm. You have like, usually everyone's got four or five neighbors. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Um, I, I think everyone's got one neighbor just with a heart of gold. Mm -hmm. They've got one neighbor that they don't, they wish they'd known better. Mm -hmm. They haven't really had a, had a chance to go get to meet. They have one neighbor they're like probably really, really close with and they like are comfortable calling and saying, Hey, what do you want to do for the cul-de-sac? Um, and then there's like of those five, is there ever like one neighbor where you're like, eh, I don't really well, know. We're, hu we're human beings. So yeah. on our, I have to say we uh, hit the jackpot on our street. We really did. Yeah. That's we, why I'm asking that question. Cause I like all of our neighbors. Yeah. It, but, but it's, it's, I'm sitting here thinking about it as he's telling this story. And I don't think I have, I don't think I have a close enough relationship with my neighbors. We have, we have actual Midwest neighbors, like yeah. our neighbors from the Midwest who are, we are very, very close to, but no, you're, you're super good friends with people on this. I street. guess I am. I don't know. I just, yeah, like, they're just not, you know, that's, and we had a tree come down and they took a chainsaw to it. During the hurricane. Yeah. That was amazing. You're right. Like during tragedies, yeah. that's when they kind of, mm -hmm. that's when they yeah. kind of come out. I don't know. I'm just sitting here thinking about neighbors. It's just a stream of consciousness. Okay. I've noticed from growing up and as an adult, whenever I'm living in a place that I like, we don't have a lot of family there. That's where we tend to make like really, really good tight connections with our neighbors. And mm -hmm. I, I'm a bad person to ask because I've had wonderful experiences both as a kid and an adult with neighbors and like neighbors that almost have become like family. Yeah. I mean, my very first friend when I was five, we've been friends for over 30 years and like she was my neighbor she was your neighbor yeah and we're friends with her full whole family she's one of six girls Ugh, neighbors are the best i guess the reason i was talking about some people have neighbors they're not sure about i'd like to read a story from spencer okay. oh you're trying to do a segue okay spencer said my neighbor asked to borrow our shop vac a few weeks later i was looking out 
an upstairs window and he was in his backyard with my shop vac. He had attached a wire hanger to the end of the vacuum so he didn't need to bend over and was vacuuming up his dog's poop. He has three dogs and there was a lot of cleanup. Never got it back. Never asked for it. Oh, gosh. Who would want that back? Oh. Oh. Spencer. Oh. Are you, I'm not mad at Spencer. Spencer no. was nice enough not to ask for his shop vac back. First of all, shop vac is not free. No. Those things are can be a little spendy. Also, like, that is it, bad. I know you, Kim, if, like, if I'm using a knife and the, the knife, like, touches something that touches something that touches something that raw, has raw like, meat on it you just throw it away I not, not 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 a not raw meat but you like you definitely throw have it away, a, but like i have a food safety thing like yes you can't like stir the raw like ground beef with the yeah anyway i um what would happen to you if someone i would move <laughs> obviously <laughs> Uh, I do have to say we have uh, there's a neighbor who I I, uh, she's around the corner. I wish I knew her a little bit better, but she was bit by a copperhead snake. Oh, no. A couple years ago. And so the vet or the doctor said you should get like two outdoor cats. So she has two outdoor cats. So she just feeds. But they kind of circle the block. And we posted on Instagram stories recently. Penn, you did about the cat was in our driveway kind of fighting with a snake. And obviously I was like, we, we have to sell the house now because there's a snake there. But I showed the video to her and she's like, oh yeah, that's little Mitzi. She'll fight any snake. And she's like, oh, does the, do the cats bother you at all? Cause I know they roam around. I was like, lady, let me Venmo you some money for cat food. Get some more cats, all the cats you can if they're gonna fight snakes. So those are good neighbors. It's a, it's a good example of, of how, you know, it's everyone's got their own ecosystem, but your neighbors are part of it. And right. Mitzi, part of our ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. Part of the ecosystem. Keeping us from moving because her cat gets after snakes. Um, more yard work. Okay. Christopher. Christopher and his lawnmower okay. is our next story. We ready? Okay. Hello, this is Christopher Terry. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I used to cut the grass a lot when I was back at home. And we don't live on a busy road, but me, I was cutting the grass and I like to have headphones in and listen to music. And I just get in the zone, and so I'd be dancing and, and talking and singing the songs I'm listening to, and I would see, um, like, literally my next-door neighbor, he's an older guy, older policeman, and he just, like, was looking and laughing at me, and uh, I didn't know he was looking for a while. Oh. Dance it out, man. Hey, man, feel your feelings. Do you know what our neighbors see in, in this, and, in, like, Across the street, they've sold their house, and they said it was because they're sick of looking. <laughs> I'm kidding. They've retired. But what's next, Ben? Uh, Kara in Raleigh. She's cat-sitting. Feels like there's a lot of animals involved in yes. a lot of these. Hi, I'm Kara. I'm from Raleigh, and I have a neighbor story. So my next-door neighbor was a young couple, just like us, childless. They went on vacation, and we were taking care of their cat. Um, they took care of our cat when we went away. The last morning of their vacation, I went over to feed the cat, and the alarm went off. Out comes my neighbor's husband in his underwear from his bedroom. They had come home a day early. Needless to say, we were a little closer after that. And then our kids grew up together. Love neighbors. I love that. Uh, I, I think this is a good segue into the time that Penn walked downstairs with no pants on. <laughs> we did tell this story a couple years ago on the podcast, but oh, it's we a did. great one. Okay. You had to wait till the very end for it. But oh, yeah. I'm but sorry, I have not ben. seen Penn in his underwear. Just to be clear, I want to be clear. I have seen Penn, though, without pants on, pulling a shirt over his knees. <laughs> 
which really is more coverage than the average person <laughs> gets. But I'm With sure it was very his eyes looking at me, forgetting I was downstairs saying, I don't, no, I don't he have knew any pants on. <laughs> I don't have any pants on. No, he knew you were downstairs. I didn't know I didn't have forgot. any pants on. But he, he didn't know he didn't have any pants on. It was very ADD. He was in the middle Listen, of conversation. ADHD. We, we, ADHD. We had like 14 costume changes that day. I remember that. And I don't remember. He was like, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. So anyway. And he's like, oh, snap. And he pulled his shirt down before she saw anything. And yeah. um, there we go. Don't you feel like you've like... You've seen one of your neighbors at some point in their underwear. Like it's, it seems like that's a fairly common story just by accident, either from that or like running the recycling out to the street or doing something. I, my dad (laughs) used to mow the lawn and we had like an acre. We had a huge lawn and in his speedo. Yeah, he did. Because his- was this during the mustache years? <laughs> yes. Okay. And Killing it. He just wanted a very even tan and no tan lines, so he wore a speedo. Oh my god! To mow <laughs> the lawn. And how old were you? Were you a too young? Too I young. Was too young to <laughs> but, that. Oh, so you weren't like a teenager? No. Okay. By that time, I think uh, his sense had been knocked into him. But I have, I, I think I could probably even find a picture of it. But yeah, Ken okay. Dean liked to rock the mower well there was that picture you had on and then i put it on our refrigerator because it was amazing of your dad lying on like a leisure he was lying on the bed in uh, in a leisure suit with one elbow up and just a full-on magnum pi mustache (laughs) not smiling like smoldering he was a smolder and uh and i love that picture yeah so our last call in is from doug doug it's going to take doug a while and doug is my favorite I want you to know that in the middle, when he describes the, the person he sees at his door, the word he's saying is tenor, the tenor. And that'll make sense because it was a little hard to understand. Okay. But I want you to hear this story. Got it. Hello, this is Don and I'm in, uh, I'm between Boston and New York. I commute back and forth. The story is in Houston, Texas. A few years ago, we finished a performance of the opera. And it's very late at night, and I have I have pro wrestling on, just to kind of you know As one calm does. down, to calm down. And all of a sudden, about <laughs> midnight, there's a knock on my door. Who the hell is knocking on my door? You know, in the apartment at midnight. And I look, and it's the tenor. This is a very the very tenor. well-known tenor. And I open the door, and I say, And he falls right by me. He says, his wife's asleep. And he goes, and he puts the wrestling on. And the two of us, like two little kids, and he's a noted international artist. I'm not. But we're like two little boys watching pro wrestling in the middle of the night, and he with pillows, and we had a great time. Aww. And I always remember his genuineness from that. Aww. I thought you'd enjoy the story, too. That's something from the opera world. I enjoy your podcasts, and I enjoy your videos tremendously. You've helped me get out of COVID. God bless. Oh my gosh, that was so sweet. <laughs> so, okay, who? first of all, thank you for such yeah. a sweet message. That was so sweet. Who's the tenor? Basic, uh, it, it could be Luciano Pavarotti. 
It could yeah. be Placido he Domingo. He was, he was famous. He said it was an internationally known tenor. Uh, it could be a Rolando. <laughs> Can we can we also touch on the fact that he watches pro wrestling to, after the opera to, to calm, calm down? down. <laughs> yeah, to calm down. Um, I, I kind of vibe with that because I I watch a lot. Like I watch sci-fi to calm down, and a lot of times that's a little dense. And like, people watch weird things to calm down. But um, yeah, so I guess the guy heard it through the walls and wanted Amazing. to come to call and wanted to come watch pro wrestling. You know, it is it's almost strange when somebody comes knocks on your door now. Right. So if somebody mm-hmm. came to knock on your door at 11 o'clock at night, I do. I, I, I don't, I mean, I, if a neighbor comes to the door, I, I you assume like, oh gosh, something I'm is, making noise. Yes. Yeah, I've done something wrong. wrong. Yeah. So you have one more for us, Ben. Well, I'm going to let Anne Marie read this one. Uh, because of course, again, Anne Marie is a part of our data collection and creates, creates, creative. And, uh, this is a Midwest story, correct? Yeah. A little background. My, our sweet friend Melissa from the Midwest. Yeah. She wrote us a great story. It was about four times the length of what I'm going to read. <laughs> but I am a Midwest interpreter. Okay. So I feel like I was able to truncate you Melissa. You can you can DM me if I missed any good details. We're happy to correct it if I did. Midwest translator. Love should it. Should I read it in the neighbor voice? <laughs> you should. Okay. Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, gosh. Here is what happened. <laughs> I was dog sitting my aunt and uncle's boxer puppy, and I actually know their neighbor. I worked with her at a time, which makes the story even worse. Around dinner time, I let the pup outside. I thought I would go out too, and I would sit and I would read for a little bit, and I got comfortable. I was a few pages in when I heard the pup playing in a bush and an occasional squeak. I thought she found an old toy, but as I looked up, I saw that instead she had found a little chipmunk in her mouth. As soon as the chipmunk got the chance, he ran and the pup ran after. I didn't want either one of them to get hurt. So I grabbed the pup, brought her inside. The chipmunk, instead of leaving the yard, ran into the corner by the door, which is by where we were going. And then in the only place to find refuge, which was up my pant leg. (laughs) So the chipmunk has gotten away from the dog and crawled up Melissa's. Just right up the pants. Okay. Right up the pants. Oh, no. I did not know what to do. I've obviously never had this happen before. Now I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> or how to get the chipmunk out of my pants without being bitten. So I jumped out of my jeans and I ran in my skivvies into the house with the barking dog. All of the neighbors were outside grilling, but I was hoping that nobody saw me. The next day, (laughs) I went into work and I was paged over the intercom system as soon as my, or excuse me, as soon as their neighbor slash my coworker got in. I got into her office. She was my boss at the time. Um, And she said, look, I I hate to ask. I don't want to (laughs) pray. I don't want to pray, but. But why were you running around in your underwear with a dog at dinner time last night? When I told her the story, she laughed so hard. But the only reason that she believed me oh, no. was because she knew there was a chipmunk nest in the juniper bush. Ah. Aww. Say hi to your folks. Watch out for deer and watch out for chipmunks. <laughs> Melissa, that was wow. the best. Uh, Thank you for delivering it in that in that format. That was great. Um, I can I can it attest. Was probably too much. I can no. attest that the actual story was 
14 pages long. No, I love the dedication. No, it was, no, it was, I love it, the dedication. It, it, you know that yeah. we can't tell a short story. No, of course. Midwesterners. I, I run into this it. all the time. And then you go on 17 tangents and you have to circle back. It's a whole thing. It's a whole rigmarole. Um, but I, I do think that like your descriptiveness is a superpower for that region. Um, because I, I think that everyone comes out of the Midwest as a pretty good storyteller. Right, like I've, everyone. I've not There's heard. So I'm serious. I've not heard a boring Midwest. story from yeah. the Midwest. They know how to spin a yarn. <laughs> is that is that the term? Spin we a, know how to spin a good yarn. It's spin. Uh, a down yarn. yaw, it is. <laughs> I'm going to steal that one. I like it. No, there's great, there's great storytellers. Um, okay. So I feel like maybe we didn't get to all of the, um, the facts about Amory. What else are we missing about Amory? I mean, it's not going to be the last time we hear from her on this. I mean, I do want to, I do think that her Genesis story is really interesting. I mean, she mentioned that she took up improv. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you want to be when you grew up? when you were sitting in your room, I, I know that there was one particular thing that you wanted to be when you were in high school and that was in a girl band. My mom was concerned at one point cause she like found a notebook of mine. This sounds so conceited, so I apologize. This is not Midwest humble right now, but I had been practicing my signature for when I got famous. I mean, I had done several pages, of course. I, mean, I have to be able to get it down super quick. I'm I mean, going to be signing a lot of things. For a lot of fans. Clearly. I love that. I, um, at one point, I wanted to be like an author. I was really into books. Yes, I did want to be in a girl group. Indirect. Indirect. You were in a girl group. You I was in a girl group. I was in a girl group. I wasn't. There's photos. We did go to Sears. We got photos done. Maybe we'll throw one in for the people. Didn't you perform? We did perform at a couple of like middle school dances. Yeah. They would like let us open for the dance. And, and the songs you sang, they were really age appropriate. Oh, totally. We did uh, Everybody by the Backstreet Boys. Okay. Uh, definitely said the word sexual in it. We yes. also did a great national anthem, I will say. Oh, okay. Okay. So the middle school rival game, we did roll up in like the most, like the oldest limousine you can think of. It probably like you rolled up in a limousine. Six. Yes. We're really, we were really, really dumb. We like put all our money together from the summer. We got this limo. All of our parents were like, we're not, you have to have a chaperone. We're not doing this. Like yeah. this is crazy. We called our boss from our summer job and she was like, I'm down. And we went with her. <laughs> we had like sunglasses on a night. It's so embarrassing to look at the pictures now. Uh, I love this. My hope is that my kids are this passionate about it. We were wearing something. matching windsuits. I mean, there's a lot of photos, I you mean. guys. All right. So you're you're practicing your signatures. You did Im <laughs> you did improv comedy. There was a part of you Yeah, improv was actually yeah. my adult life. So I, I had okay. a job right out of college. I I was really depressed. it was depressing. I was in like cold call sales. Mm. It was really it was a rough time in my life. And um I was telling my now husband at the time, because we were together, I was like I, I just, I need to find something to do. And so I went and took improv classes and then I ended up like on an improv team for a couple years before we all had kids. It was really fun. And then you went into working uh, for the auto industry, right? Social media, media part of the auto industry for Ignite. I remember that there was mm -hmm. that part, yeah, of, part of my job was I got to Jeep, like at an, a national account. I helped do their social media mm -hmm. marketing and Chrysler as well. Right, so then that company relocated here um, no, or, they were always here. That was the craziest part. Oh, sorry, part. I got gotcha. you. They okay. were always here, but then we won the account in Detroit. And so because I'm from there, I mean, I got asked to move back so many times, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it down here and not, and I do love Michigan, but, um, I just gotten down here. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, I haven't right. really like explored all there is to explore yet. But the way that we cross each other's paths, I think is interesting. So interesting. And so I, I, I thought I would 
I, I'm going to start this story and then hand it off to Anne Marie, but she showed up, uh, at the TV station where I was a, at the time I was a sports anchor and someone, I can't remember who was interviewing her about social media. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you remember the exact pretense of what that was? Well, I had been on the news one or two times before you and I met. That's right. Be- only because people weren't available at my like agency at the time. And I was like the fourth or fifth person they went down the line on Yeah, to, for Super Bowl, actually, because no one wanted to leave a Super Bowl party to go on the news. That's right. Because here's what was going on, everybody. This was like 09 and people didn't know what this Twitter thing was. And so they would hire people to go on to the news and talk and about tell Twitter. everybody what was happening on Twitter. There it is. Which sounds so silly now. Mm. But that's what I did. And they liked me, so they brought me back. And then when you and I met, um, we both talked really quickly, if you can't tell. So we were able to cover a lot of material. So that's why I think you kept calling me to come on. Well, we drummed up an idea together because we needed something to do on the night of the presidential and the vice presidential debates. And we needed, you know, just because those, they were on our network and you need to find a way to sort of keep the audience retained. It's a lot of what we do right now, right? Yeah. It's like sort of find an interesting way to grab people at the top of a video or the top of a podcast. And Anne-Marie said, well, I, I'm doing this thing called a war room mm-hmm. that she, I don't know that it was part of her job or if it was just something that she felt like no, doing. It was like something doing. we did on the side. It was yeah. just because I'm such a nerd, you guys, like at my core, I'm such a nerd. And we, we had gotten <laughs> access to these awesome analytics of this tool we got to have a beta on. And we decided that we were going to stay up all night in the presidential debates. And we were going to produce these real-time infographics that would come out at like three in the morning. And I would like, like, I would head up this war room. It was like a dozen people. This was freaking genius, particularly for somebody who was working at a local news station and needed something interesting to talk mm-hmm. about. But I, I, I went and sat in the war room with Anne-Marie and they, like someone would say something on the debate. And then it was like a CIA office. There were like <laughs> eight laptops on a table and all these kind of 21 year old, like gen Zers or millennials or whatever we were at the time were like, oh, it's hot. It's where there's. Bind, this is like binders of women. That I hate was to bring it back up. I hate to bring it back up. That, that was how that Anne was Marie and one. I got to know each other because <laughs> Mitt Romney said, I have binders full of women. For those of you who don't remember. Remember when that was controversial? He was trying remember, to justify <laughs> his hiring can, policies. Can we just take a minute yeah. and pour one out for when we all thought that was terrible? Oh yeah, for, and you now for your it's president. Like let's just yeah. like oh, we binders of women, cool. That's great. More. Here's another one. Like get that, us more binders. Yeah. Get more binders. Like that was controversial. I know. It's so it's so crazy to think about. But yeah, we we like we had heat maps of like the the top keywords. I know this sounds really silly because this is like what Twitter trending topics does now, Back but then at it the was, time yeah. it was very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And so we we start the newscast they come to us. There were all of these obviously important issues to voters. We got to that in some part, but really mm-hmm. a large part of our hit was that the internet exploded when Mitt Romney said binders full of women. <laughs> there was other things too, and but that was a big one. But that story was kind of, it was way ahead mm-hmm. of, of other people picking up and talking about that story because you had this war room. Yeah. And so anyway, I just thought as we, Kim and I were talking about starting a company at that time, and we always had our eye on you. I went home and I told Kim, like, you're not going to believe what what I just saw. And we were mostly just impressed with the fact, and I'm glad I remember this correctly, that you were just doing this because it was cool. You weren't this doing is it. True. You weren't doing this because your boss told you to do it. You were doing this because you had a genuine interest in it and you liked it. Yeah, it was super fun. And we, we even did more stuff after that because we thought it was cool. We did a 24 hour Twitter party at one point in time. We had to take four hour shifts over a 24 hour period. 
Yeah. I was leaving at like two in the morning. I mean, to go places just because I thought it was cool. You guys, you guys, such a nerd. And then didn't, wasn't there, then you told her, you're like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job. Mm -hmm. This is in the parking lot. I remember this. I'm like, Amory, I'm quitting my job. I'm just going to make videos. And she said, that sounds great, Penn. Do you have a platform? And I said, (laughs) and I said, no, she goes, your real challenge is going to be like working, figuring out what the platform is. And it's so funny because we did work it out by accident mostly, Mm -hmm. but like that's, that's advice I've heard you give to people hundreds of times. And you're right. You were right then and you're right now. Yeah. When Penn said, yeah, I'm just going to quit my job. First of all, we didn't say we were going to make videos. We were going to make videos for other people. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we were going to be, we, people were hiring yeah, us to for make sure. videos. So mm-hmm. we weren't quitting to like be influencers or whatever in the heck we do right now. But um, yeah, I think, it, and it, you said, like, yeah, I'm going to kind of announce my departure with this video. We're going to shoot a Christmas video or something like that or something, mm-hmm. right? I don't remember if I told her that. I, I, I remember her saying that nothing makes any noise unless you have an audience and a platform because that was your job at the time, Mm -hmm. right? That was what you did for a living. And did you think he was crazy for quitting his anchor job to go make videos? Good question. Uh, No, because you said it was like you were doing it for other, you were doing it for companies. The parts that were clear to me was when we saw you in that war room, I think that once I introduced you to Kim, who was always kind of the, the chief executive officer of this whole thing. And I, at the time, like my main job was, was making the sausage editing, sometimes writing, sometimes doing other things and like making that work out. I know that when I introduced the two of you, she latched on pretty quickly and realized your potential. You're coming mm-hmm. home with me. Yeah. Like that was- <laughs> <laughs> but then I did, when I first moved here, I did see you do the, um, I thought it was really funny. I watched your whole series about when you would try the Olympics. Yeah. I remember oh, yeah. I was in like my, like our little apartment and I remember watching you do all the Olympics. Aww. Local news, man. Yeah, it was. I was like, I was like, that's pretty. That's pretty good. And then Penn and I published Christmas Jammies. Uh, so the real story is my Sharon Delaney McLeod and I had already started this company called a Green Room because it was like professional training and public speaking training, and we'd started to do like social media management, whatever that meant, and video production. And so Penn quit his job to come work for that. So he was going to be the third person at part of that company. And then we did Christmas jammies and our world sort of exploded. And even after Christmas jammies was published, we were like, well, no, we're just doing videos for other people. So for the first couple of years, we really just did videos for mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. But one of our first hires at Green Room. Yeah, she was, was the first hire. Anne-Marie. Yeah. She was the first hire. She was the first Either hire. her or Zach. I can't remember. It was one of those two. Yeah. That- yeah I'll never forget my boss at the time. I remember I went in to give my resignation, which I thought I was going to work there forever. And he was like, he was really, he kind of like went into dad mode. He's like, they're going to, they're going to pay you, right? Like you're going to make, <laughs> we pay you have in- a family. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> my first TV job, I paid $13,000 a year. And, and I was like, um, how do you, what? And he's like, we pay in sunshine. I was like, dude. I grew up in Florida. I've had enough sunshine. I prefer money, but there was no more money. Yeah, we paid you. You sure did. We we paid her. And then we continued to. Yeah, we we could. But remember, there was a bit there where we we were on. No, but no. Well, yeah, for sure. (laughs) There was a bit there where we were untethered a little bit because there was Green Room, this company we're describing, which is us making videos for other people. At the same time, on the side, Kim and I were making YouTube videos. We were starting to get brand offers for our channel. 
and it got it got tricky like how are we going to run this company and also our our family brand at the same time <clears throat> so we basically split off and said we're going to just do our, our our family brand exclusively we'll do some consulting for this company which had changed its name which amory stayed at that mm-hmm. company for a while until we stole her again <laughs> and, <laughs> well we didn't steal her she left we hired we hired her again because our brand had gotten enough size that we could put her full time on the holder in his family. So it was just, it was honestly, it's kind of like dragging your dog down the street. <laughs> That's me. And it stops Aww. for a second and then you pull it again. Cause you're not going to let, you're not going to go any further without this dog. You're not just going to leave the dog on the road. You're, did you just call every Dog. Well, if we're talking about Sonny, that's one of our well, favorite people Max on the planet. Well, that's how Max is, too. He yeah. wants to pee and sniff everything. So. Yeah. yeah. So you're yeah, keep it moving, man. Yeah. Keep it moving. Well, I, I mean, I meant it not in a sense of the leash. This was probably a bad metaphor. Yeah, it really. I'm not offended, Penn. I know what you're saying. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be drug along this uh, that's a, journey It's a with horrible you. metaphor that we're dragging <laughs> you along. Guys, what this I, is a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening, if you're listening, Pen. I'm located at <laughs> They're hurting me. Um, I, this has really gone off the rails. And this has gone off the rails. What's um, a better metaphor? It like, we just we like everywhere we went, we were like, "What's missing?" Anne Marie, you that guys was, are so that's, sweet. That's, that seemed we to be really the answer. Well, yeah. Kim kept asking me to recommend people to her, and then at one point yes. she was like, "I just need someone like you," and I recommended like. Couple you, people, some of them worked out great, but some they, of them worked out great, but then just like couldn't keep on the couldn't sustain the right. level you needed, and or didn't so, want to do it. I finally right. said, Kim, why aren't you hiring me to do this job? And she thought I was kidding. Yeah, I was not kidding. I was like, for real, and so the timing worked out perfect. It was so great. We were great timing. We are very lucky to have you, and yeah, she does just about everything. In fact, after this podcast, we need to talk about um, what kind of videos we're going to shoot. We sure do. Yeah, working on a fun script right now. I'm pretty excited about it. So you want yeah. to give people a tease? We like doing that on these. So it's uh, you know, my boy Eminem, <laughs> um, from the D. But uh, yeah, it's an Eminem parody. He's gonna rap about home goods. I'm not gonna give it away. It's gonna be a good one. It's hopefully it's a good one. If it hits a cutting room floor, you guys can uh, maybe we we'll talk about that. Yeah. Because also, I think so, I think the most annoying part of working with us it probably happens for everybody is like stuff does hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, and even stuff that we've written and we've shot, we don't publish at all. Mm-hmm. So which goes to sometimes you're gonna see videos and you're gonna be like, mm, it's not your best. Could you imagine this stuff that doesn't <laughs> In it's, the graveyard. Well, it's gonna be interesting because she just said that. I love that as like a time capsule and it's gonna end up being something like Helen Mirren goes skydiving. Like that's it. Like, you know, sometimes the ideas like morph a thousand. I don't think oh, yeah, that's going to yeah, happen yeah, with yeah. this. So but that happens too, where we'll, we'll yeah. write a whole script or half a script and then it ends up being something totally different. But it was a springboard to get to the next thing. So I think we've all done yeah. a really good job over the years of like, we don't really let it get to us. Like yeah. I, there's an endless well this, of ideas. This one I, I'm also on board with. So I think it's going to be close to what we're be, talking about. It's going to be close. Yeah. Um, well, Anne-Marie Tapke, where can people find you if they oh want? Oh my gosh, Kim. Yes. Okay. Well, if people want to find me, and I do sometimes little silly, you know, shorts in my free time um, when I'm not wrangling my kids or the holder and I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on Instagram at Anne-Marie Tapke, and it's uh, A-N-N-M-A-R-I-E, and then it's phonetically spelled T-A-P-K-E-Y, Tapke. That's not how you spell my last name, but... No one can spell it. Yeah. So, and I'm also on TikTok. 
Like if you're tapping a key on a computer. That's yes. And I met my husband. That's how he explained it to me. Like you are tap. He took a key out and he tapped it on a table and he said, tap key. And I said, oh, I get it now. Like a car key? Oh, I was thinking like a computer key. (laughs) No, no. He took like a car key out. We're from from Detroit. We're not tapping it. We're Uh, tapping a Ford keyboard. When I met Penn, he said, my name is, hi, I'm Penn, like the tennis ball. And I'm sorry, I didn't grow up in a country club. Neither did I. I didn't know what a tennis pen tennis. So I thought, Ben? Like a tennis a pen, tennis ball named Ben. <laughs> You're like so cool, weird. man. Cool. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love you. Now we're married and we have yeah. babies. Yep. <laughs> uh, we sure do. Okay, um, guys. Thanks to no one's surprise. This podcast has run long. Oh gosh, it ran. <laughs> uh, how long is? How long? We're going to say goodbye for another twenty minutes. I know. So <laughs> buckle up, <laughs> Midwest goodbye. Remember when we went to the Midwest? That was fun. That was fun. It was, was a good time. It was a good time. Where else should we go? Yeah, where should Kim and I go next? You guys, we've been to New York. We've been to the Midwest. I'm dying to get her to take me to Florida. Florida's a little weird right now. Yeah, Florida is a little weird, but we could go. I mean, go lots of places. Yeah, we can go lots of places. Tell us what you want us to see us do. Where should we go? And if you have any video ideas, like sometimes we need them. Yeah. So, <laughs> We're basically like Thelma and Louise. Uh, yeah. Just tell us where you want us to tell, go. Tell us, tell us where we should go. What crazy adventure you want us to go. Uh, yeah. My goal is that Anne-Marie Tapke and I have a um, travel blog. You can come to Penn. And we go travel and we blog and we have like. We'll let you carry our luggage. <laughs> yeah. But we're like in first class. and then That's your goal? Yeah. And then. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you can't, no, 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 no. I've been in exit row with Penn and the daggers he was giving me because I have a, I have very short legs. And he was like, you do not deserve to be here. I do get, for the tall people. I do get really pissy when but she I see might be great a tiny in an person in an exit row. I, I understand that. And I know, look, I'm sorry. Yeah, my oldest child energy is going to be what you need. I that know. Listen, down. You gotta get that door You know out. I'm a pretty abiding, tolerant person for the most part. I really am. For the most part, until... You see some a short person in the emergency exit, <laughs> and her name's Anne Marie. <laughs> or any, if you see a short, if you see a short older person in the oh, by the way, I know we're in a tangent. I saw this TikTok and it was like going viral about this elderly woman. I'm using air quote. Elderly woman needed help down the stairs, and so this guy was like helping this woman down the stairs, and this woman she's like, oh, my husband's so sweet. This elderly woman was too scared to walk down these stairs. The elderly woman was like our age. I'm like, could we not, <laughs> could we not say elderly? I mean, she was m- maybe late forties. She didn't have gray hair. That doesn't, she that doesn't sound right. But this <laughs> old woman, like guys. You'll snatch your man if you I don't know. watch out, lady. She was saying she was scared, but really, I'm so scared. I, I need help. Anyway, sorry. What were you talking about? We we're trying to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> We have work to do. This wasn't work. This was funsies. Yeah. Work. If you've made it through. If you made thanks it through. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And um, <laughs> do you think Sam will listen? No. No. <laughs> we she she will now. Because we said, well, we've said her name before too. So it, she has like radar. She knows if we talk about her and she'll listen to those episodes. But her, her defense was, she's like, I listen to you guys a lot. I know. <laughs> she listens because she has to edit a but lot. But we of love videos. Sam. She's the best. No, we'll have Sam. You on. guys started saying goodbye at an hour and three minutes. Okay. It's now at an hour and eleven minutes. I mean, so are you mad good, though? Are you really that mad? So, no, I have way, no problem with it. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just, mad about just it. like behind the curtain, we are working on book number two, and this is mostly pen writing. It's the ADHD guidebook, and it's mostly pen, but. 
Anne Marie and I are helping because we want it to be ADHD friendly and we're helping do like graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, so we're letting the tangents happen. Yeah. So if you mention something weird in a paragraph, there's gonna be like a call out. You can like read more about the weird thing Penn said. Yeah. So, so it's gonna be fun. That's what yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do with the rest of the, our afternoon. Good times. Is that okay, Penn? We're I'm, here to make your dreams come true. I know. I'm we're grateful. here to support you. <laughs> so anyway, what were you saying? I was just gonna say thanks for listening. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. You guys, we don't know how to push the stop button. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's so far away. Let's don't do it. Really? Don't like, you know it. It's be easier. Let's just talk longer. Did you guys watch The Good Place? <laughs> did you did you watch The Good Place? I I haven't, I like I didn't watch past season one. I know that makes uh, me terrible. Here's to. the thing. Okay, we did we talk we want to make a video about this. When people get so mad at you for not you, watching your show. Yeah, like I was ready. I was like actually tensing up a little bit because I was like, oh, Kim's gonna yell at me. I know. I watched all the good place. It's like you didn't watch the good place anyway because there's like when janet when you're she's mm-hmm. hitting the button and she we're like yeah. no 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 no, no. So that's what the button's like anyway sorry i've been pitching that script for three years now by the way i know i know i know at first we were going to try to get like do dad and charlie barons but then like getting yeah, get everybody the guys together, back together but everybody is so hard it's so hard for everybody so i think we're going to try to do it's, it it ends it needs to end in someone breaking like a bottle yeah, it oh, or like and, a full glass and like, table and like, like, it needs and like to, pointing yes. it at someone and someone overturning a table because there is a, a tremendous amount of rage from some of my friends when I tell them that I've never seen blank blank one 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 woman who I'm very good friends with who's been in our podcast has said she's not talking to me until I've watched every episode of the Americans that is a long series to get through by the way I I've know. seen most of it it's very good it's you, not like it's not digestible. So you gotta sit down I think and watch we should that. do it. I think we should do like whatever the next buzzworthy series is. We could do it with jury duty. Um, because I tried to get my mom to watch jury duty because she was like wanting something to watch and she was, she didn't click with it. And I'm like, Mom, well, you have to. You're let like, me tell listen, you. after episode one, don't you hate when you hear yourself saying that? You're like, Well, the first couple episodes are rough, but once you get through I, those Ironically, the ep- the the show that causes the most vitriol among my friends and uh, acquaintances if you haven't watched it is ted lasso people get mm. absolutely so maybe we can peg it because ted lasso is a up. good one okay yeah. actually it's really funny i don't want to out my friend rick real quick rick. hey rick oh my god he's gonna die that i'm talking about this we made a list actually we were drinking the other night and uh we made a list of things rick needs to watch <laughs> so you guys tell me i'm gonna read this list to you out of my okay. notes app this okay. is totally unscripted rick has not seen wolf of wall street uh, that's okay. I saw the first okay. half. That's okay. That. He has not seen Birdcage. You should probably watch that. that. Okay. He has that. not seen The Big Short. Really good movie. Eh, I mean, it's, it's I'm, I'm not mad, but it's a really good movie. He also has not seen Jury Duty. Needs to see that. Although, haven't you soured? I've soured on Jury Duty. Oh, because of like the psychological uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the poor yeah. guy. Yeah, I anyway. know. We feel bad. We, yeah. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. Yeah. So maybe he... Let's um, let's put okay. a, let's put a pen. Also, in that have one. you seen the nice guys? Y- yes. No. Yes. The one with Will Ferrell. Yes, that's another one. Handy. It's but that's not a what's wrong with you. You I haven't think seen now this that movie. I'm reading the list. How much did you as, have to drink? How much were you drinking? <laughs> what did you have to drink? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Seriously, what? Like how many beers in were you? I don't like, know. You haven't watched I Nice haven't Guys. Seen, I haven't seen Fight Club, which people come after me for. Uh, yeah. It's fine. But yeah, these are a lot of guy movies, actually, now that I'm reading them out loud. Yeah. Uh, so maybe not that yeah. big of a deal. Max, maybe just cut that. <laughs> no. No, keep that. it in. Leave it. Okay, um, guys, we've been saying goodbye for 15 minutes now. Okay. Everyone turned us off a long time ago. I know. Ago. Yeah. This is just for us. 
Um, Check out our merch store. <laughs> Check out the holdernessfamily.com. <laughs> we got the, 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 <laughs> What are the words? Brand new merch to try <laughs> Can you tell we've been busy because we also have a podcast <laughs> and a box. <laughs> And the podcast goes forever. We don't know how to hey, stop. So talking. Kim and I are going to go downstairs and just get to work. We're going to leave Anne Marie up here just to talk for a little bit longer. Hey guys, this is the ASMR version of the Midwest Neighbor. How are you doing? All right, we got to go. Okay, bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.